Welcome everybody to Panfish Weekly along with Mark. I'm Lyle and I hope you guys enjoy our new banner behind me. Mark spent a lot of time putting that baby together and it looks awesome. Hey Mark. Hey what's going on everybody? Mark you are live from the Fox River in your boat trying to catch a big old flathead. I'm trying to catch a big old flathead. I missed one and I got a channel cat so far, so we'll see what happens. We'll be out here all night. Bob. Did you already cast that bait out that you were showing me? I do. I, I have that big bullhead out there and I got I, I, I reeled it in so I could light up the bobber and uh, <laughs> oh, we're getting a little action out here. Hold on. You was telling me that that bullhead weighs at least one pound. It's a pound, and I got three ounces of lead, and the Patriot James and Bobber's floating it up. No, no problem. That is it's, a horse of a bullhead. Yeah, I'm in about seven feet of water where he's at, and uh, I got it maybe two feet a foot off the bottom, somewhere around there, and uh, he's swimming everywhere. So hopefully that uh, – it looked like he was running away from something a little while ago. So we'll, we'll see what happens. It looks like he's running away now again, too. When it, when it gets a little darker, we'll get we'll get a better shot with it lit up. I'm thinking that if something big underneath the water was chasing me, I would be running away too. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I got bait jumping everywhere right here behind the boat. Betty says, "Mark, watch your rods. I'm not there to watch them for I'm, you." I'm actually sitting in the back of my boat on my cooler. I'm literally, literally a hands, uh, arms reach from the rod holder. So if you guys see me looking up, I'm looking at the rod tips. Hopefully it won't get too dark before we start, but I got some light here. How uh, about if I run through some of the people that's in chat right quick? I think that's a great idea. All right. We got Mike Irvin, Tim Molina, Want to Be Outdoors, Ernie Brown, uh, Creole Catfishing, Betty Couple crosses fishing. Mike Chavez, fins and finds. Hello, Bob. Bob's going to be our guest. Is it mon Monday night? Nope. Tuesday. A third next Thursday. Oh, night. next Thursday. I, I don't know why I keep thinking he's going to be on Monday, but you're it's not. You're, you're you're doing so much. Well, it's easy to get mixed. Up. It may be Freddie's outdoor adventures. Uh, fishing with the squirrel. Let's see who else we got in here. We Mike Chavez, Vincent Fine, fishing with the Chad. Great show him and James Dockery had just a few minutes ago. Hope everybody enjoyed that. I know I did. Setting hooks and crossing eyes. Cindy is in here. Roger with Muskrat Adventures. Uh, Philip Williams, welcome. Let's see who else we got in here. There's whoop. Rebecca. How are you? It's good to see you in here. Brian B. Catfishing. Two stands. Great to have Stan in here. Always great to have Becca in here. She's such a great uh, lady, she follows so many of the shows and is in chat on almost every one of them, almost all the time. I mean, it's really hard to miss them. Mad Catters Catfishing. Great to see him here. I thought I'd see Rob and Parker in here, but I haven't seen them yet, but we will probably have more join as time goes along. So, <clears throat> Mark, tell yes, us sir. what you're fishing for tonight. I'm looking, I know. <laughs> I'm looking for that first flathead. 
Um, I, this is the first chance I, well, actually the second chance. First chance I got out, I, I missed one that was on the bank. Um, the hook turned back into itself. I think I missed one earlier today too. So we'll see. We'll, we'll get hooked up. I got a, that big old bullhead out there on the page for James Bobber swimming around, which I'm watching. And I got, uh, I think I got a greenie out there now, a green sunfish. And uh, um, uh, your standard everyday bluegill. I went uh, bait fishing yesterday, got burnt to a crisp. You guys probably can't see it, but, oh, wait. And if you guys, I'm actually clamped onto one of my rod holders. So if you see me bouncing around, there's a good rod, there's a good bite indicator too. <laughs> I have a question about your setup in the boat. Uh -huh. um, it, on streaming like this, can you use more than one camera? Um, you know, it's here's here's the issue you run into with with Streamyard, um, and 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 phones in general. Phones in general are, and and, and I don't I'm not. Uh, phones are set up to always listen to you, okay? They listen to everything you say. They 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 create metadata and they market that data. Right. That's a totally different topic. So what happens? Let's say you have two phones on. Well, even if you mute the one phone and mute the mic, your phone's still listening to you. That's when you get some feedback. Um, there, there's apps in the works for like GoPro apps and stuff to get multiple uh, uh, streams live. You can do that kind of stuff at home with a computer where you have more control over mm -hmm. uh, the audio and the video and stuff. But as far as streaming live, um, it's not impossible, uh, but it would cost you a little bit of money. You'd have to get a splitter and a couple other things. Yeah, okay. It'd be a lot of work. Yeah, you have to run a lot of OSB stuff. And we have uh, Chris Yulston just come in to, to our chat. Uh, Parker Pursuit is in and said, told Chad he just pulled in a 30-pounder. Great day for him. Um, I think I mentioned Philip Williams, but we'll mention him again. That's a great fish, Parker, a 30-pounder. That's a, that's a great fish. I'm jealous. Hopefully we'll yeah. get a 30-pounder tonight. You, um, you was mentioning this would be your first flathead of this year. Yes. Um, they're just – now, you're far enough north that they're just starting to wake up a little bit. Yeah, in the last two, three weeks, three weeks probably, they're kind of slow, but they've been on fire – this last week, all the guys I know to fish from up here, they've, they've been on them the last couple of days. Good so it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. I'm in a pretty good spot. I'm, I'm fishing a choke point. I mean, literally this part of the river is, I'm going to take a guess, it's 80 yards, 70 yards wide. Okay. Um, it's a little deeper for the fox. It's a seven. Ryan in, in chat probably knows where I'm at. It's like seven feet deep here in the main channel. Okay. So uh, we're really low on water. So I'm just looking for water in any kind of current that's possible. Dude, like it, I told you the other night, I can send you some water. Please we do, man. We could use it. It rains every day. We just had a rainstorm just blow through right before we went live. Well, well, speaking of that, um, and being this show is Panfish Nation. Oh, wait. Was that a hit? Uh, pan, oh, wait. Come on. There we go. Hold on. We got one. All right. Hold on. Nope. Let go. It's a channel cat probably killing my bait. <laughs> they'll do that it's while they're doing something, that something's still there let's mention that we have mike turner in chat we have robert andrews in chat and we have d fields the my favorite fields do you run clickers i do not Okay. I use I use true circle hooks. I don't use like the hybrids or anything. So I'll I'll lock them up with the drag kind of halfway tightened down, and uh, let let them do the work for me. Okay. 
And Betty can attest to this. I'm not always watching my rods. So that kind of helps for me. I, yeah, I kind of gathered that's what she was talking. <laughs> even on this, uh, even on this float rig, I got, I have, uh, um, listen to this on the Fox River. If it, the bait fish is over eight inches long, you have to have a stinger. So when I when I set up this two hook rig, what I did is I put a, a Gamagatsu Big River, big old eight dot on the front, and then I, I put that circle hook in the back just in case I'm not looking. There's the Chad wants to know what the hell. He, he must not have liked my comment, but he is the one on a show just a few minutes ago that was mad at Dockery for being on my boat when he had a boat of his own. He could have got on a boat anytime he wanted to. Such childish. Yeah, I was, I was going to say I'd have liked to have been on that boat too, Lyle. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. Hey. It was an open thing. It is it, only hold so many. <laughs> me, me and Chad are starting to get hurt feelings. We're starting to think that, you know, Doc, he's the golden child. So, uh, you know, you, you got to pay a little attention to me I gotta and Chad tell you, I'll tell you how that works. Cindy had cinnamon rolls, but now she shared them with everyone. She did. She did. She was good about that. James and Katie brought up the ends from a place that makes jerky things up there uh, where they lived. Right. And if you want to fish with me, food will get you everywhere. Well that that we can we can do that. That's easy. <laughs> I'm still wondering what those jerky ends tasted like. I didn't even get one. They was awesome. Oh. They really was. I'll tell you how good they was. I told Katie to find out what kind of flavors they had and I'm just gonna have her buy some and ship them to me. That'll work. And I'll just pay her for them because I really like them. And speaking of James Dockery, I see he just made it into chat. And for you that don't know what's going on with James Dockery, that sucker is catching 30 or 40 fish every day, crappie. He's nailing them. He's killing it. Um, I don't know anybody that catches as many fish as James does. I really don't. And this week, he has been on fire. Just, just on fire. He's he's been on fire for the last couple of weeks. He can't yeah, stop that guy. He just, works pretty hard. It's just amazing that that, um, and he's throwing them back. He is. And well, here's here's something that that most people don't know. He goes to different spots all the time. He's not one of them guys that goes to the same spot and you know and and, and keeps going on those same fish. He'll he'll open up Google Maps, find some place he hasn't That's fished right. in a while or never fished, and and he'll be. Uh, he'll be on them right there. Wow, there's a lot of bait fish here. That's a good sign. Sorry, I'm distracted. Easy. Yep, like no that. problem. I'm like a dog when a squirrel walks by. Chris says cinnamon flavored, cinnamon roll favored jerky. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> we didn't have none of that, but that does sound good too. Uh, Creole catfishing. Hey, Lyle, crawfish, shrimp, boudin, and cracklins. I await your arrival. Dude. What about me? Dude. <laughs> You're talking my language there, Jeremy. Oh, Man. Okay, um, Betty says, throws them right back into Katie's hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to have to change the name of Katie's hot tub to Katie now has a bait tank. Pretty much. <laughs> but speaking of bait, let's talk about how hard bait has been when the water's been this low here. The water, the water has been. I mean, one of my one of my spots is pretty much down to, I'm gonna say thirty percent, of what it was. 
we're talking all the shallows are dried up. There's a little bit of water surrounding the docks. That water's all overgrown, obviously, because more sun gets to the bottom and, and all the plants grow. So it's been pretty hard. It'll be interesting to see what what happens over the year if we don't get much more rain. Uh, but it, 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 it's been a struggle. Uh, I wonder how often people run into struggles like that catching bait rather than just in the middle of the summer. Well, there is certain times that bait's really hard to get. And when it comes to getting, when it's hard to get for me, uh, I usually try to find the deep um, coves in a lake that, that I get bait from and go to the back of them coves up in the grass is usually where I'll find them. Not always. Um, another place is where there's a discharge in a lake, <clears throat> whether it be um, hot water discharge or whether it's just somebody. Uh, I know on Lake Ozark, there's a place up there where we go that has a, a brick wall. It's a retaining wall at the lake, and water runs out of the hillside all the time. And there's always there's always seems to be bait in there. Um, sometimes it's better than others, but uh, there's also a yard that has a, a big water fountain and a waterfall and a bunch of fancy, you know, we're talking about millions of dollars of homes mm -hmm. and that also discharges back into the lake. I assume that it sucks water from the lake and then goes through their, whatever it's in their yard and then uh -huh. discharges back in the lake. But th that spot always seems to hold a few fish too. Now I'm talking about Chad. I don't know about, about bluegill, and stuff that you're using, and um, I hadn't caught a bullhead in a lake. In fact, the one that Katie caught was the first one I've seen come out of a lake in years, and it was a giant too. It was it was a monster. Every now and then you get into a real big one. I'm sorry, I got a little action here. Every now and then you'll find them. Usually, the bullheads I like to use for flathead that work really well for me are right in like the eight inch range. And they're not they're not fat like this one. This one's shit. That one you got fat. It yeah, really is. You know what? Before it gets dark, let me pull it in. Okay. Uh, I got a couple of comments here. Freddie's Outdoor Adventures wants to know how many rods you have out. I have three rods out. Uh Illinois allows two rods. Uh three if you're trolling or you have one marked as a bank line. Okay. Uh, disclaimer, it depends on the on the officer, the DNR officer. Good evening, Maurice Kaysen. We are so glad you made it in here. Pawpaw Ed says, I don't think it matters what kind of food. I think Lyle just likes food. Pawpaw Ed, you are correct. Take a look at that bullhead. Other way. That's the other way. There we go. <laughs> He's a chunky little fella. He kind of reminds me of shit. me. It kind of reminds me of Coco, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a giant. Tim yeah, Molina. So I got the double hook rig set up on here, and one of the hooks came out, so let me fix this real quick. Country boy catfishing. Sometimes I can't remember who I said hello to and who I didn't, but I try to catch you all, and if I get you twice, it's your lucky day. I, I like to, I, I'm going to steal that from you because I have a bad habit of doing that, too. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I got to ask you, though. Them bullheads, everybody talks about how good a bait they are, but when they get that size, did you ever cut one up and eat it? No, I, I have not. They are I, good. I eaters. get one this size, which isn't, it's few and far between, Lyle, and all I have on my mind is bait. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's like, you know, when I catch, when people catch crappie, they think bait. When I catch crappie, I think fillet. So I guess it's just the opposite of that. So. Yeah. Ernie Brown, you are correct. It is all good. <laughs> Chris says he's ate them. I, I, I used to eat them when I was a kid a lot. We had, I had a little pond I'd ride my bicycle out to and fish it was full of them. And I'd take a five-gallon bucket and put them in there and clean them up and take them home. And Mama cook them up for me. I like them. When this guy hits the water, it sounds like a cinder block. Somebody dropped one in there. <laughs> I'll bet it does. Mike Irwin says they're great eating. Yes, sir, they are. Maurice Kaysen says they're good eating, too. You know, if I had uh, access to, like, a pond or something where I could get them, I definitely would try them. But the, the ones I get are, like I said, they're few, far between. They're not big enough to cook. Your buddy sitting hooks and crossing eyes says, Mark, how big a flathead Am I going to catch with that thing? <laughs> I don't know, man. As big as they come. Hey, you don't know till you try. You know, real quick, Ryan, uh, and everybody in chat, I've used them like this before, and I've gotten hits. They just didn't stick. So I really want to see what kind of uh, flathead would actually take a bait that size, which is, you know, one, the rules, I need to use a stinger hook, and, and I keep trying different ones. Hopefully we'll get on one tonight with this. If not, I'll bet you that 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 bullhead will live a good long time. I'll put it back in my bait tank. Oh, yeah, they, they're tardy. Betty says, everyone do the shovel head dance. Don't know what that is. Mark needs his first one. We'll get on him. No shovel, shovel. Yeah. What What is a shovel head? I, I don't know. I have no clue. None whatsoever. You know, uh, I just seen I, another comment here. I have a bag of almost 90 crappie heads in a bag from what I cleaned earlier. Roger, Muskrat Adventures. That's nice. We can't, you know, here's the problem with using crappie heads. You, you got to, all right, you have to use the bait in the body of water that you're fishing. Uh, if there's a creel and a size limit and they're all over the place here in Illinois, at least a couple of places I do, uh, like the river, there's no size limit. The, couple of lakes i fish it's 15 and nine stuff like that you have to have keep the fish intact so they yeah. can prove they can prove you know that, that yeah you're, you're I, I wish we could use them for bait but we cannot eric massey jig company welcome to the chat my friend glad to see you in here ernie brown says he'll get a picture of a shovel head for me <laughs> I can only imagine how that's going to turn out. <laughs> Mike Sampson. Man, we just, Sam just keep coming in. That's good. How many people we got in chat, Lyle? Um, we have 34. And oh. let's see. I missed a comment here. Creole says, I think Shovelhead is a spoonbill. I would have to agree with that. Freddy's Outdoor Adventures, how long did the cookies last on your trip? They lasted until about the second day at Wisconsin. You had cookies? Yeah, chocolate chip, homemade. I, again, I got one when they come out of the oven to make sure they tasted good. I didn't get no more. Oh, I think I, I think I did get some of those. They so. was good. They was awesome. Thanks for asking. Cindy... Cindy enjoys doing that, or she wouldn't do it, but, man, everybody seems to look at it. Sitting hooks, crossing eyes, shovel head is a Harley motor. I agree. Uh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it's a heck of a Harley motor, too. Probably one of my favorite ones as well. So Betty's going to come through the screen here in a minute, scratching and clawing and poking eyes on everybody. 
everybody in here. <laughs> Either that or I'm going to get lots of messages from her after this. Do they look like a bonnet shark? Maybe. <laughs> everybody quit picking on my suit. Oh, wait a minute. She picks on me all the time. Carry yeah. on. Betty, they're yellow cats down here, so I guess I can't pick on y'all. Parker said they was amazing. Yeah, I know he got some of them chocolate chip cookies. Said he, why didn't you come to Mendota and say hi? Oh, that's already gone. Thank you, Becca. We need the thumbs up if we can get it. And any of you that haven't subscribed, if you if you care to, we'd appreciate the subscription and share this out to your friends. Uh, makes a big difference to how they rank us and place our name on pages for other people to find. So any thumbs up or subscriptions or anything like that helps us a great deal. And thank you, Becca, for that. I seen um, Eric Massey had a new fly time video out. It was awesome. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, sometimes I think he just sits around and thinks up these color schemes. Man. He's got some really cool stuff. I make them and throw them away because some of them I don't like. Yeah. And, um, you know, those are the ones you'll catch fish on, right? Probably so. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like rods. If I built rods that I like, nobody else would buy them because I don't like the color combinations that other people like. And I'm guessing um, the jig combinations <laughs> that I put together – are not like anybody else's, so I'm guessing nobody likes them, or the well, fish won't, or something. <laughs> can you give us an example of a strange one that you've done recently? Yeah, I got one sitting here that's purple and yellow, and it's got some green tinsel in it, and it's on a black jig head, and it is the most butt ugly thing you ever laid your eyes on. But I'm guessing it'll probably catch fish. Yeah, that's that's quite the combination, Lyle. Yeah, it is. Uh, Chad says, "Are we going to see you out?" Soon catching some bluegill. Yes, you are. If it ever stops raining, it has rained every day since we got back from Wisconsin, without fail. That hasn't no. happened here. I couldn't get a. I couldn't get but like half a dozen bluegill yesterday for the life of me. I got that big bullhead and about about I don't know about a dozen like five inch green sunfish for. Now, was you something. fishing from the bank catching those? I was. I, I'm okay. not bad fishing from the bank. Now. Is there any lakes up there around you that you put your boat on at all? Yeah, there there are. There's the Channel okay. Lakes, but you get, there's the one lake here by my house that you know I pay twenty bucks a year. Um, it's pretty much just a local lake. It's okay. twenty dollars for the park pass and ten bucks for the boat ramp. I go on there quite a bit, but uh, um, when when I'm and, and a lot of the guys around here kind of do the same thing. When we're looking for bait, we're we want to hit and run. We want to get the bait done in the bait tank and and get get about doing it. I mean. Uh, yesterday, I literally spent well, like like eight hours fishing for bait, and it was horrible. I tried a bunch of new spots, my old spots because of those cold snaps in the winter. It, it it was rough, but I did manage to squeeze some out. I don't use a um, uh, a cast net because you kind of can't. You got to catch rod and reel unless it's shad or carp or something right. like that. <clears throat> right. Yes, Chad. I know the fish are already wet, but I'm not. And I don't want to be wet unless I have to be. Paul, Paul, Ed, your boat must be running good. It's running. Um, we really, where we had it at Mendota, it was, um, it was, um, Cindy, call Marky. Um, 
two foot of water, so you didn't get to run it very fast. We only got to run it up a little bit one time when we was on Mendota. The rest of the time we was on Cherokee, and uh, two, three foot of water, you can't get it to open up with, with four people in the boat. So um, we was all good with that because that's what we had planned to do. But um, uh, if it ever quits raining to where I can take it out and test it a little bit, uh, that's going to be a, a big thing. I think tomorrow has the best chance of this week of it not pouring down rain. So we'll see how that works out and go from there uh, because it wasn't supposed to rain this afternoon. And while ago, it rained so hard you couldn't see across the street. So you just never know. Uh, Mr. Lyle, purple, orange, white would look good. I'll try that, Squirrel. I sure will. Ernie Brown said he's going again soon for some gills. He was out today catching a few. Yeah, I saw some pictures that uh, um, Ernie posted on his Facebook page. Yeah. And then I saw that Chrissy had given him an angry face. So I'm thinking there was something else he should have been doing. It, it started again. Um, your buddy Ryan says, we need a loan just to get to work with our tolls, $14 a day just in tolls. You know, That's a lot of money. We pay taxes. I, I have a I have a bad outlook on, on toll roads because we pay taxes through the state and federal government for, for road ta use tax. We also pay taxes every time we put gas in our vehicle and every time we buy oil, every time we buy tires. Anything that goes on an automobile. Other people with bicycles and buggies and different things, they don't pay any road use tax. So automobile people are the only ones, trucks, truck pickups, over road trucks, whatever it is. If if you, you pay all the road use tax, they won't keep them fixed. Because I was on some rough roads going to Wisconsin back. But yeah, here's but, a kicker that pertains to the show. Um, how many people use uh um, national and state parks. A lot. Who who pays all those taxes? You do. Us, we do. Yeah. But you shouldn't have to pay to get in them. For hunting and fishing? You yeah, none of that. Taxes. You should never have to pay for none of that. But this deal with the toll road, Oklahoma's terrible about that. Well, every time you go to Texas, it's just a rapid you get. And I understand that Chad and Betty and some of the guys had a pretty good testy toll fee going through Illinois. And there's no reason for there ever to be a toll road. Ever. They just built a, speaking of toll roads, they just built a bridge here over the Fox River. I think they're going to start charging a buck and a quarter just to get across the river. See, that's silly. Betty says, I really don't have a problem with tolls, but if you're going to pay $20.40 for a toll road, shouldn't it be like, oh, it shouldn't be like a damn horseboard. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel says pink and white works well here. I have got some of those made up. I've got to get on, get back to my weekly jig tying thing. I've seen one. Yeah, Tim, Highway Robber, you're right. Uh, Chrissy Brown said he was sending me a picture of him out catching fish while I was hard at work, dirty dog. <laughs> Country Boy Catfishing says pink jigs have been on fire for crappie. Where is it that you're at, country boy? Let us know, please. You know, Betty was saying the same thing. She uses like that electric chicken type colors and pinks and, and stuff. And I really never have luck with pink. I don't know why. Maybe because you're not a girly girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. 
<laughs> Indiana leases the 80 and 90 toll roads. Wow, that's something interesting. Who uses electric flay knives? I do. I do. I got them both. Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, I love to go, I would love to, to, to go fish uh, Grand Lake of the Cherokees. Uh, and I can get there, I think, without having to get on a toll road. But if we go to Dallas or something or one of the Texas tournaments, uh, which probably won't be happening again, but uh, if we go through there, it seems like the whole way through Oklahoma, uh, if you're pulling a trailer, if you've got more than one axle or other than your car or tow truck, whew, they just hammer you. Who else has got toll roads besides Illinois? Oh, a lot about East do. Yeah. Betty says, that's the worst, being at work and your husband sending you fishing pictures. I get so mad, and I can just see her. It's like a little tea kettle. <laughs> oh, how bet she does if Brandon sends her pictures. Oh, my God, that'd be so funny. <laughs> I would love to see maybe, that. Maybe we should start doing that when she's at work, Lyle. <laughs> she sent me a video, but I can't watch it right now. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we did that Betty thing once before. Yeah, I know. Let's see. Oh, yeah. And then it goes by Axel. I forgot about that. Thanks. <laughs> the boat's a killer with two axles. Well, it is. It is, Ryan. It, it really is. Well, real quick, let's talk about uh, um, the the advantages of two axles over single axle. Lyle, do you have you have a single axle trailer, right? I have a single axle on my personal boat. The last three boats that I've had, sponsor boats, were all dual axles, and I think anything larger. Now, this is just me. It should go by weight, but in my opinion, anything larger than eighteen foot should have dual axles. I know it costs more money when you go to get tires. I know it's more maintenance to keep the wheel bearings packed and all of that stuff. But when you go to talking about heavy boats and big motors, I think that you should have dual axles and brakes on one axle. Do you think two uh, upgrade into the second set of axles is overkill? On brakes on the second the, ones? Yeah, there's no reason to have brakes on but one trailer, on one axle. Good to know. Not that I know of. Brad Coddles in the house. You know what? Uh, I had a 16-foot flatbed that had dual dual axles, and that thing pulled like a dream, back like a dream. And then my single axle trailers, they never do. So that was something I was taking, I was considering, and then my next purchase most definitely. But yeah, there's there's a lot more maintenance. You're absolutely right. The tires cost you a lot more money and tolls, of course. You know, when you're talking another a dollar here in Illinois, yeah, the extra axle or whatever. Right, half a buck, whatever it is, it, it adds up. So, Papa, it says even if it surge breaks, I agree. Yes, there's just no, there's just no reason to have the the other breaks that I can see. Um, you know, I, but then again, I've never seen a trailer. Hooks and Hammonds, Hammocks is in the house. We're gonna have them on Catfish Weekly here before long. That should be fun. the total angling experience has the comment. And glad to see him in here. What's up, Stu? How you doing, Stu? He said, and fluid-filled hubs. And you are 100% correct, Stu. Fluid-filled hubs, you never have to pack the wheel bearings. That's awesome. 
Stu just came up with a video with an 80s dual-drive jet boat that he was using for jug fishing. Did you see that, Lyle? I haven't seen it yet. must have come out while we was in the... I'm not going to spoil it for you, so that's pretty much it. Hey, I'm going to turn on some lights in the boat. It's starting to get... Go ahead, yeah. Tim Molina says, I can't seem to keep an edge on a fillet knife, so I use a boning knife. Great idea. Eric Massey says, mine is a 19-foot-old champion. 200 horse. I wish it was a dual axle. Yeah, with that heavy motor on there, I think it would probably benefit you to have the extra axle, Eric. Texas Tiger, welcome to the uh, chat. I learned a lesson with car haulers, dual brakes or nothing. Okay. That's a lot of different weight, though. Of course, race cars probably don't weigh a whole lot more than than what um, a lot of boats do. You're probably right there. Fiberglass boats weigh a ton, don't they, Lyle? Yeah, they do. They're heavy. They're if heavy we had a ha if we had been dual axle trailer at that toll road, the fee would have been forty dollars and eighty cents. <laughs> Holy crap! I don't know you about might... all that. It'd have been a little more, but I'm pretty sure if that's the case, I don't want to drive through no Illinois toll roads. Man, I know they hammered us on that Will Rogers turnpike down in Oklahoma, but we was on it for a long time. So, Lyle, are we going to start doing some more jig tying on Saturday nights? Think? I think we need to. I think that was a lot of fun. I think a lot of people enjoyed it. And uh, I, I think that it's something that uh, we ought to get back to and do it a couple times a month. I, I think that, that would be good. <clears throat> Set hooks across and eyes. 21-foot Lund, 225 Mercury with a 9.9 .9 kicker. I love them kicker motors. Dual axle with trailer dual brakes. There you go. Makes sense to me. It says he would love to have fluid-filled hubs or axles, anything to get rid of greasing. Yeah, I, I tell you, and here's a uh, – Ed brought that up, uh, and, Mark, I think I've shared this with you and uh -huh. and uh, Ted. I like to pack my wheel bearings every spring and we pull all over the place. And as long as you don't have a seal, get water in behind on the back side of the, the thing, you should never have a problem. The grease keeps the water out. If you keep the hubs filled and you shouldn't go. Now it doesn't mean that you won't have a problem, but that's how I do mine. I pack them every spring and then I don't have to worry about them. Now I didn't. Yeah, on this I did I, last year and only pulled them one time. You know, if I'm keeping my boat uh, outside, I'll do my uh, maintenance in the in the fall. I'll do the you know the axle, lube the axles up, grease them. Yep. You know, do the lower and, and the um, engine oil and all of that, and grease all the zerkers and stuff. But if I'm leaving it over winter, I'd rather have that stuff fresh in the leaving it inside for the winter, like I did this yeah. year. I think it's a better idea to do it in the spring. I, I agree. Uh, Maurice Kaysen has spoken. Yes, sir. The jig tying was awesome. That tells me it's the right thing to do. Welcome, Kelly. Glad to see you in here from the Bullock Experience. What's going on, Kelly? Check his channel out if you haven't, guys. He does a good yep, show. I, I agree. That's one thing our old buddy James Smith always talks about, sharing the, the love. And um, we have a lot of people in here that has YouTube channels. And if we take and go share some of their stuff or check out their things. If you like their content, just like if you like ours, please like and subscribe. Share it to your 
your Facebook page or whatever kind of uh, social media that you choose. Um, that way we can help everybody build their stuff. Um, there's a lot of folks, Mark, that are right on the verge of breaking over the 1,000, the magic mark in YouTube. And if we continue to help these smaller guys get to the to where they need to be, uh, it just anything that you can do as far as liking and subscribing and stuff like that, get your name at the closer to the top of the page. And the closer to the top of the page you get, the more people see what you're doing. So if you like what everybody's doing, please help them out a little bit. I know I appreciate it. I had a lot of help getting to my 1K and stuff. And I was really excited when I got there, so I'm always willing to help. I've been helping a couple of the other guys get try, try to get that under their belt. Because once you get that 1K, you can move on to bigger and better things. That's exactly right. Tim Molina says that toll road in Oklahoma, from Oklahoma City to Tulsa, has no pothole. But it is infested with armadillos, and you are correct. It is. <laughs> and they're sitting there like their feet upside down. They're possums on a half shell. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> oh, Roger says 918. He's getting close. There's another guy. We're, he, you know, we're right there with some of these guys. And even if they only have 100 or 200 or 600, whatever it is, if you like their content, go ahead and subscribe because you're you're giving them the opportunity to get another one or two or five or whatever it is to get to the point that we all try to make. Just dropped two of my videos, dragging boards for the first time with the kids. Be gentle. It'll be fun, Jeremy. Creole catfishing, it, it will be fun. Uh, I enjoy your stuff. I like it when you do with your kids and your wife and everybody goes out and has a good time. You take your dad out, your brother out. Uh, you know, it, it just makes for interesting stuff for what I like to watch. You know, it may not be what everybody wants, but it'll, it fits me. He gave his son a, a GoPro and let the, I believe it was his son, correct me if I'm wrong, I apologize, uh, uh, Creole, uh, GoPro and set him off on some two-wheelers. I see that. Went that awesome. in there. Even, even Jeremy got in the side by side when yep. there got a little. That's way cool. The Bullock experience, 181. He's almost a 200. Folks, go check him out. See if you can help him. Brad caught a bearing buddies are a must. Yes, they are. If you don't have uh, if you don't have fluid axles, fluid hubs, then yeah, you better have a bearing buddy. And what you do with those is just put enough in it that it push starts pushing the center of it out. Uh, and that prevents water from getting in if it comes in behind your seal. But if it's leaking behind that seal, you probably need to pack your wheel bearings and replace the seal. And Doc used to, used to tell everybody, keep a spare hub if you're doing a lot of traveling. And that's, man, that is some of the best advice that I can think of. If you're doing a lot of traveling like we do, going to tournaments all over the place, a spare hub. I'm not sure what they cost. The last time I bought one, I think it was like 45 bucks. Bearings and everything. Pack the bearings. Have it completely put together. Or if one goes bad, you just take that baby off, slip the new one on, tighten the nut up, run the cotter fit in. You're ready to go. You're in time to get to that golden corral for all you can eat shrimp. That's what I'm talking about right don't there. Even, don't even miss a beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I'm having all you can eat I want it to be shrimp. I just, I just do. That's just the way it is. <laughs> I'd have to agree with you. That or crab legs. 
Yeah, I don't see many crab legs all you can eat once in a while, but I like them. I just like food. I am lying. So what kind of plans do people have in, in chat? Maybe they can, uh, as far as fishing goes, anybody getting out there to do some pan fishing besides Ernie? Um, yeah, anybody that's that's in chat, if you are out uh, pan fishing, catching some bluegill, whether they're to eat or for bait, uh, crappie, bass, anything like that. Uh, let us know how you're doing, where you're fishing, where you're catching them at. If it's a river, if it's a lake, uh, I think it's a good idea to find out all these things. Carolina catfish, me too, shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shrimp, people use shrimp for bait. I think that's another crime. Yeah, it's like cat using cat using chicken. Why would you do something that you're supposed to be eating? Popo Ed says he's trying to talk his wife into a spare hook. Ohio River, five hours away. Yeah, Ed, I think that that would be a good idea. Just um, just put it on, put it in a, in a safe place and keep it wrapped up. And if something goes wrong, there you go. So, Lyle, you had mentioned this before, too. It keeps coming to mind is uh, having guests on the jig tying nights. Yes. I think we need to uh, uh, ask Eric Massey to come on there one Saturday night. All we got to do is pick a time when he's available, and any time that he's available, we'll go on a jig tying thing. I would love to have Eric on there. It'd be a lot of fun having him. Uh, I think everybody would enjoy that. Um, so anytime that Eric wants to do that, all he has to do is let me know and we'll make it happen. Creel says, take time and learn how to properly preload bearings when installing them to extend bearing life. Yeah, it's not a tighten it down as tight as you can get it kind of thing. You tighten them down and back them off and uh, you just want to preload on them. It's it's there's a there is a setting for that in inch pounds and and I don't remember I think it's like 18 inch pounds but a safe way to do that is tighten it down to seat it in and then back it off to where the next hole for your cotter pin thing comes and you'll never have a problem I promise. Betty says, did someone say crab legs? <laughs> Why? Yes, we did. Oh my goodness, is that something me and Betty can agree on as far as food goes? <laughs> I just missed something from Hooks and Hammy. Telly and I went to some local creeks the other day and caught some chubs and bluegill. Great bait. Them creek chubs are awesome bait. Glad to, Chris, to, to hear you guys are out catching a few. Chubs yep, are fun to catch, catch too. Suckers. Yeah, they are. Uh, I watched somebody catch some today, some bluegill and, and uh, chubs. Um, Flatty Daddies. Good video he had. I'll have to check out Corey's video. I, I have, yeah, I'm have. i like one. two videos behind. I'm trying to get caught up with everybody. I'm still behind for some of them. Hooks and hammocks, I uh, got that one. Uh, Roger says, yep, packing wheel bearings properly makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. And if you don't have a bearing packer, that's okay. You can put a wad of that stuff in your hand and work the bearing in, and you can pack them by hand. There's a lot of videos out that shows you how to do that, or call me and I'll walk you through it. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Eric Massey, heck yes, I would. Eric, you just let me know what Saturday you want to do it, and we'll make it happen. We'd love to have you on. It would be a lot of fun. Bluegills in the lakes here are up shallow in the grass beds and rocks. 
here. The bass are in the same place feeding on them and crawdads. I'm sure that's right. So if that's in Oklahoma, then it probably is in my area, which means I need to get my big butt on out there and start catching some. I had some good luck uh, like the week before last, before we went to Mendota, and uh, um, uh, the wind had just been blowing in the opposite direction. The problem with a lot of the bluegill spots that I have, they're in residential areas, so it's kind of hard to go into somebody's backyard and start fishing. Yeah, do you have a, uh, just by chance, do you have a uh, aerator going in your boat? I do. Would you like to turn it off? Is it no. Buzzing? No, I was just trying to figure out if it was a buzzing from my computer. No, no, that's the aerator that's going. But yeah, you don't turn it off. Keep your fish live. I'm good. Keeping my bait live. I was wondering if that was making too much noise. Nope, it's not making too much noise. I'm just trying to figure out what it was. Let's see if I can uh, show you guys that bobbers swimming around in the water. Sure. Let's see. Uh, I think I do. Fishing chick, welcome to Cat or Panfish Station. Front camera, back camera, done. Can you guys see it way out there? I don't know if I can scroll into it. I see it. I see the light on top of it. It's green. It's green. Yep, the whole thing lights Here, up. Here, let right. me see if I can. Let's see if I can get you a solo shot here. But it's kicking. It's moving back and forth, swimming over all my other lines. I'm not getting tied up. I'm kind of. I wish I had it pointed the other way. It looked like it took a little dip, but well, I just think it was that bait. I know there's a way to do this, and I forgot how to do it. That's right, Lyle. I'm going to switch this camera back around, bud. Okay. Because it kind of it was moving around like crazy, and then obviously it uh, – oh, hold on. What did I do here? Me and you are both having problems. Um, <laughs> I should know how to do that. I, I've done it before, but I can't remember. I think – That's okay. Right there is how you do it. All right. We're back. All right. Yeah, that that Barbara James's shows up really well, and uh, you're not completely dark, but you're pretty close. Yeah, we're getting there. At this, uh, oh, something's making all sorts of noise. Just in fishing See, finish. And Whoa. as soon as I point it away, it's going crazy. It's swimming all over the place. Okay. That's usually the way it goes, right? That's okay. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just neat. It's mesmerizing to watch that swimming around back and forth. Yeah, I, I love watching Bobber swim around. They're a lot of fun. Stephen Corley, Mississippi Life. Welcome to Panfish Nation chat. But, yeah, it, um, I, you know, I know you're having a lot of problem with bait up there, and, and I believe, as you do after you telling me the situation, you don't have any any water hadn't been raining up there here it rains every day all the ponds are full to the top and running over i bet some of them's got fish running down the, the pastures that they're in because it, there's just raining so much um, you know it's usually usually we can find this stuff it's just yesterday was exceptionally difficult and I kind of wanted to get it done so I could get out here and get out some fish. Right. Um, and, um, and, you know, every now and then you get just, you get bad conditions just like you get good conditions. That's correct. You get those yeah. days where you're, you're, you're rolling in crappie or, or bluegill or, or catfish or whatever. And then you get those days you can't get a bite for the, the same. Right. Team Wampus Cat Outdoors, welcome to Panfish Nation Chat. It's always great to have you. And there's Dan's Creation and Adventures. Um, I, you know, 
bait is one of the most important things about fishing. If you don't have bait, all you're doing is fishing because you ain't going to be doing no catching. You ain't going to do no catching. That's exactly right. And uh, that was one of the reasons why uh, fishing for big rivers and stuff, where we always try to catch frozen bait for when times got hard. But let's face it, frozen shad, unless it's only been froze for a day or two, isn't that good? It gets pretty soft. It does. And I'm not a fan of frozen bluegill either. I'd rather keep them live. And if I'm going to use them for cut bait, cut them up right on the boat. But I bluegill, I prefer to use live. I'd, I'd, I'd have to agree. It works out pretty well. I've done pretty good with frozen bait, whether it's shad or bluegill or whatever. If um, I'm going to have to go with something like that that I'm not comfortable with, I would probably put a big old ball of night crawlers on the hook. Yeah, I'd have to agree. We call those, and a lot of other people call them the Medusa rig, and I know a lot of people have done pretty good with those. I know guys that's caught big fish with with uh, with night crawlers. Um, it, it's just like everything else, though. It seems like this year the price of, of night crawlers has really jumped up. Um, it's um, I'm not going to get into my opinion of that, but um, it, it's it's re yes, Cindy, I hear you in there laughing. <laughs> Hi, Cindy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it is. Everything's going up, and it, it, it's not going to make any difference what it is because if one thing goes up, they all they pretty much do. Yeah, that's the way it is. Polar bear, welcome. $4 a dozen. Where, where are you at, polar bear? Yeah, I paid five bucks for a dozen for third for thirty uh, red worms yesterday. Thirty red worms was five bucks. Wow, it's it's just crazy. And and here I sit here, I go out after it rains in the dark with a flashlight and get hundreds of them a foot foot and a half long, and and I just you know I, for some reason I can't keep the damn things alive. Central Ohio, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's it used to be a buck sixty five. For two dozen, you know, I don't get it. But. I can imagine with those guys. Do you ever watch those guys that fish for sturgeon? They get like five to ten dozen nightcrawlers yeah. at a time. I can imagine what that bill will be like. It is. They got to be getting them themselves or have a, have a better outlook than what I do. Carolina Catfishing has the right answer to our question. Gas goes up, everything goes up. That is 100% correct. <laughs> Squirrel said, I thought you were going to say chicken. No. <laughs> Chicken's even getting exp too expensive to use. Well, it is. It, yeah, it, it, there's such a shortage. I still say the shortage on chicken is due to Dieter Melhorn using too many of them for bait. <laughs> yeah, they That's claim it's because all of those. They claim because it's all of those new chicken sandwiches that everybody's getting out. But I, I, I disagree. I think it's everybody out there using Jello chicken. So I agree. Mark said it's on Mark. Chad and Dockery, that he's still number one. Oh, my son Marky uh, called while a while ago, and Cindy called him back to see if there was anything important. And he just wanted uh, James Dockery and the Chad and you to know that he's still number one. He wasn't at Mendota, was he? I, I don't he recall. Was not. That. <laughs> I got nothing else to say, Marky. <laughs> Those Man, those cinnamon rolls were tasty, Barky. They, he, he's had a few of them, so he can relate. Let's see. Those live chickens are worse to hook. They move around way too much like bluegills. Better, easier to handle. 
Now, you can ask James Dockery if you haven't seen his video, you ought to go check it out when he goes out in the yard, tries to get his bait for the next day fishing, and he picks up one of Katie's chickens, and she makes him put it down. That is a funny video. She was not pleased with that. I loved it. Couples crossing fishing. Dieter needs to stop. I feed my dog chicken. <laughs> Good one, Betty. <laughs> oh, Chad says challenge accepted, Marky. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be outdoors, Dave? How's it going? What's going on, Matt? Glad to have you in here, Matt. It. Um, this has been a fun show. I absolutely. It's you always nice ahead. to get out and talk with buddies, to talk in front of all the people and stuff. I did those live streams. Oh, wait. Man, that bobber's going to kill me tonight. <laughs> I can't I can't stop watching it. The sucker actually went up. Oh, it's under. It's under. Hold on. We're not in a hurry. It just came up. That's the first time it really went, like, way under. We're not in a hurry. We'll hang out with you for a little while if you're going to get bit and catch one. Love to see you catch one live. That's a big. That's a big bullhead. That could just be the bait, but that 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 one. That's a lot of bobber too. Yeah, it's not even one of James's big ones. The big ones are even huge. I wonder what kind of bait you could float under one of those. I'll let you know here one of these days. I happen to have a couple of them. I don't. I guess the ones I got are the big ones. Wow, this stuff jumping up. So Lyle, tell us about the catfish tournament you're going to KC. Uh, okay, hang on just a second. Michael Barillo, welcome to the chat. What's up, Michael? Um, I don't have the name of it here. I have to have all that information. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't prepared for that question, Mark. Well, uh, let's, let's remind everybody of Fishing for Freedom. Absolutely. Fishing for Freedom, the first weekend in June. I The last time I talked to uh, my contact with them, that they need 25 more boats. If you happen to be a boater, if you're on the fence about going to Fishing for Freedom, it's the most rewarding thing that you can ever do. It's about bragging rights. There's no money involved. And the fact of the matter is you get to take a true American hero out in the boat with you to fish for four hours. It makes their day. It makes their weekend. And it'll be a blast for you. Um I can't tell you how important it is. Uh, if you are over an hour away, they will put you in a motel room for a couple of nights. If they still have rooms available, uh, they will feed you for a couple of nights. Um, they have a great meeting room that will be at, I believe, the Elks Club this year. Um, it, it is something that if you haven't done, you should. One of the things that the people in the United States have forgotten is what our military personnel give up for all of us, just so we're able to go fishing and go out and eat on a Friday night or go to Mendota Lake and catch big channel cats. The reason we're able to do that is because of our United States military. I agree so 100%. If you've got a weekend a year to donate to some of the finest people you'll ever sit in a boat with, coming up is the weekend that you need to be doing that. I have done it for the last several years. It is very rewarding. I have had wonderful times doing it. And 
everybody should do it once because if you do it once, you'll probably come back year after year after year just like we always have. You can go to on the internet and just type in Fishing for Freedom Quincy and go to their website and all the information you need to sign up is right there. If you have any issues finding anything about it that you want to know, send me a message and I'll help you get the answer. So, Lyle, uh, have you done it before? Have I done it before? The Fishing for Freedom. Yes. I and, think we've only missed two. Yeah. And uh, what's that experience like being in a boat with a vet? It is wonderful. We've had uh, two women over the years and the rest men. We took a, um, a retired major out one time that had never been in a boat. He'd never been fishing. He'd never caught a fish. And he had a wonderful time. We let him catch every fish. And I baited his hooks and cast it because, to be quite honest, I didn't want to bird nesting up one of my 6,500 abus. Uh -huh. he, um, he reeled them all in. He was very cautious because I don't know if he could swim or not, but he didn't act like it. But he had such a good time, he requested us to come back and take him again the next year. That sounds like a that, good time. I wish you I could know make. when the guys had a good time. And uh, we done a, a lady, and I, I'm, I'm terrible with names. The older I get, the worse I am about names. Her name is Becky something. Smith, I believe. Um, I done an interview with her on a boat. I have to look that up and see where it's posted. I think it's on, on uh, um, Catfish Weekly's uh, Facebook page. But i done an interview with her on the boat, and she does another one. They have another one of those Fishing for Freedom uh, down here around Truman or Lake Ozark or something, but it's only for bass and crappie. They don't have a catfish division, and I never did get involved with that. But, but Quincy, I know for some of you folks it's a drive, but it'll be worth it. And that's gas money is basically all you're out, so... Think about it. If you find it in your heart to do that, contact them folks at Fishing for Freedom Quincy. And if you have trouble getting a hold of them or anything, let me know and I'll make sure to, to get through for you. Very cool. That sounds like such a cool thing to do. If I had a bigger boat, I'd definitely be headed down there. Yeah. Because they do require you be able to have two anglers on your boat, right? Yes. Yeah. Fishing Frustrations. Glad to have you in here. All right, Lyle, it looks like it was just my bullhead making all that racket out there. That is a big bullhead. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, man. And it is smart all over the place. How, how big of a bullhead do you normally use? Like I was saying, like between six and eight inches. Maybe, I don't know, like three or four ounces at four ounces at the most. Yeah, so this is three times the size of what yeah. you normally do. So if you get hit, it's going to be a great fish. You know, I've used them this size before, and I've gotten takes, and uh, um, I I haven't gotten them. I haven't. I, I wasn't able to get a hookup. I just want to see what hits a, a a bullhead that big in this river. That's what I'm looking forward to. Well, I, I promise you, there there's probably some in there big enough to take a, a 15 pound, 10 15 pound flathead could take a pretty good size thing. Yeah, I'm thinking so. I'm thinking a 30 pound would would. Would be able to do it, but I still want to see the fish that goes after that size bait. Marky and I was fishing up on Truman one day. There's a tributary that where the Sac River turns in. There's a really deep hole there, 
And we really never caught much out of that deep hole, but we've caught fish around the perimeter of it. Uh -huh. And uh, there was a tree sticking up that then broke off, and the water was down a little bit, and you can see the stump setting up. And I told Mark, yeah, I put a live bluegill on. I said, I'm going to toss this bait up in there. I'm going to catch me a flathead. It wasn't two minutes, and I had the first one on. I said, I'm going to throw back in there and catch another, and boom, got the second one. And uh, they wasn't very big, you know, 10, 12 pounds, but it was fun to catch those. And um, I was using uh, probably six or seven inch bluegill and five, six pound flatheads to take them without any trouble. So the 10, 12 pounders, they didn't have any trouble yeah. at all with them. You know, I've had really big fish take really small baits and really small fish take really big baits. That's, that's right. Country boys. Catfishing says a 20-pound flathead would eat that bait no problem. I agree. I agree. I see you looking up. Does that mean? No, I was looking at I was looking at the screen and I saw the whole rod rack go like that. So I was wondering if it was just my bait getting scared or or something's on there. It'll hit by now. So sometimes I'll mess with it for a little while, but Chad sent me a picture of a new jig he just completed. Looks pretty nice. Hey, Chad's a jig tying machine. He is. You know, um, he's almost as good as at tying jigs as he is being a bully. <laughs> you know, he's listening, right? I was. I'm hoping he was. <laughs> Uh, Kelly says, stay tuned to my channel this coming Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on What's in, in Your Tackle Box with special guest Dieter Melhorn. That'd be Very a great cool. show. That yeah. will be a great show. Be a great show. I like three. Brad Cottle says, I like three inch, no more than four inch. Well, where'd it go? No more than four-inch flatheads slam them. Yeah, they do. Justin's Fishing Fetish says, I have an eight-inch channel cat eat a seven-inch chub. That sounds about right. Wampus Cat says, I had a three-pound channel cat eat big bluegills. I think they grow arms and tear them apart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Something about channel cats killing my bait. I don't know what it is. Chad, you can say that's the first jig you tied in over a week. There is nobody that believes that. Not one person. Uh-oh. James Dockery says, okay, hot tub is drained, and now I'm in less trouble. I find <laughs> that extremely hard to believe. I, I don't know how he could be in less trouble. Because the minute that he quits doing one thing, he's into something else. James, please tell us in chat how many crappie you've caught this week. Why don't we have everybody guess? Well, that'd be better. Before you post it, James, everybody guess and give us a number of how many, how many crappie you think James Dockery has caught this week. I'm going to guess 40. That's my guess. It's what, Thursday? I might even be a little low. I think you are. Freddy's Outdoor Adventures guesses 73, the 40 for polar bear, 30 for regulators, 
Bullock Experience 86, Ernie Brown, uh, uh, Lee Evans. Hi, y'all. I'll stop by to say hi. Man, Lee, glad to see you in here. It's awesome to know that you're good enough to get out there. I hope you're feeling better. Brad Cottle says over 100. The chance is 250. Michael Murillo, 263. I think you guys might be stretching just a little bit. Uh, Hooks and Sounds Hammocks. like they watch something from Dockery. Yeah, Hooks and Hammocks, 32. Philip Williams, 62. 211 from Roger. Um, <laughs> six from Wampus. Uh, Betty says 4,286,451.87 from, from Matt. Um, Eric Massey says 67. You're close, Eric. I'm pretty sure. I'm thinking Eric's probably pretty close. Yeah, D says 51. I think she's a little light, but uh, so is Doctor going to tell us or what? Yeah, he needs he can go ahead and put it up in there now anytime because. I bet he knows about how many he's caught. And I know two days that he caught over 30. So, oh. And he didn't fish today. All right, here, come, here comes a boat. So You're going to get to rocking and rolling in just a second. Yeah, not just that. I just hope they can see me. I'm pretty well lit up. I got my lights on. I think so. they could. James says 183. Congratulations, James. Smokes. That's a big number. I didn't think it was near that many. That's a lot of lips to put a hurt on. Matt says, don't count the ones his daughter caught. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. Now, now, Matt, are you talking about Katie? Katie's not his daughter, but she could pass for his daughter, as old as he looks. So, wow, we got a pontoon boat coming by here. Is there enough room? A, oh, yeah. There's got to okay. be at least. No, we're good. Thanks for asking. I said thanks for asking. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Thanks, bud. Hey, that's awesome. Somebody asked you if you need help. Oh, yeah. That's way cool. If they're not on camera, they don't count. I've seen pictures of them. <laughs> James says, no, that's just the ones that he caught. Didn't count his daughters or his wife's. I know he's been laying them out. He really has. Squirrel says, dang, being retired must be nice. It's not all that great. Lee Evans, Dockery, the minnows don't count. <laughs> James is on a tear. He's trying to fill some sort of quota he made up for himself. Yeah, he, he set a goal for himself at the beginning of the year, and he's on his way to completing it. Justin's fishing fetish says if he caught 183 – he would have chopped the dock roof in half. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, um, you're not scoring any brownie points with James, do you? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I think that's payback for being called, you know, Gabby's dad for how long? I think you're right. That red color, they must have thought that you were in trouble. That could be. But it looks oh, no, he was No, he was asking if I was going to get his, my lines in his motor. He didn't oh, okay. James says, no, Gabby's dead. No roofs around where I've been fishing. <laughs> and we're back to Gabby's dead. There we go. <laughs> that didn't take long, did it? No, I knew it wouldn't. Mm. Knew that it wouldn't. Michael Morello says, I think the price Speaking of Krampus Canes is going up. I do too, Michael. 
and want to be yes i am that's a that's a stout number let's see we come back sunday i don't believe james fish sunday but he fished monday and tuesday i think he fished wednesday he did not fish today so he caught 183 fish in three days three days that's crazy that's pretty good that's a lot of fish that's a lot of fish. I'm just hoping to get one tonight, one big one. I'm thinking my wrist would be sore. One big brown and ugly. Hooks and Hammock says, I thought Mr. Dockery, sir, was taller. Just saying. Well, Chris, now you know that he's not. Well, we did have the challenge right between you and him. We did. He's, he, he, he tried to, to horn out of it and make up excuses why he was shorter. But the only person up there that's shorter than him was Betty. Um, I think Katie was taller than, than Dockery. I think he's lying. It was closer to my number. I bet. <laughs> oh, Betty. <laughs> no, I'm not jealous. I, not anybody short as him. Hell, he's small enough. I thought Chad was going to bait him up and put him on his hook. The channel cats are eating pretty fierce. They might have taken it. So. You caught one channel cat earlier tonight. Yeah, like a, like a seven or eight pounder. I got that. That's a great fish. That's a start. What I need to do is I need to move spots, Lyle. I need to go find a, a creek mouth or something. I tried to get them. I tried to get them in transit here, right? So now I'm going to go try to figure out where they're feeding at. So you're going to be on the on the river for a while yet tonight. Yeah, I'm. I got a target of getting off the river at two a.m. Okay, Dale Hayslip, welcome to chat. Um, that's awesome. Dockery probably needs a new fillet knife cleaning all those. Uh, Brad, I don't think he's cleaned any of them this week. Uh, he may have got a few, but James throws most of his back. He don't keep uh, uh, very many of them, really. Um, and to be quite honest. Oh, 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 oh we got one. We got one. We're, we're, we're on. This we is have a huge hit on that big bullhead. You got a huge hit on it? Uh, it, it totally went, it dove straight down. Wow. And it's gone. See, that's what I want to see. I want to see what hits those. Betty says, no short people on hooks. I don't care what that one guy sings. Short people do have a reason to live. You are right, Betty. You are right. Uh, I thought you was going to land a big in force. Uh, well, I'm going to try. It, it, it went under and it stayed under. What pay pond or hatchery are you fishing in, Dockery? Justin, you're not scoring any brownie points with the man. <laughs> let's see if there's any marks on the bullhead, Bob. Yeah, let's do that. See what he looks like. You know, this red color in the boat's not too bad for filming and stuff, but... How does it do? It should control a lot of the bug population. It does, but it, it, I have to admit, it does kind of blow out. It might be any light in general. It blows out your night vision pretty well. Let's take a look. See Personally, you mean your personal vision? Yeah. Okay. Night vision. Yeah, just something nipped at its tail. There's some marks on its tail. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but. Had a hold of his tail, huh? Yeah, something got a hold of his tail. You know, tail. I have always been told and always was under the impression that most predator fish, all catfish and bass and anything like that that eats other fish, always tried to take their bait face first. That's what I hear too. But 
In the last several years, using live baits, I have seen tons of them with the scales ripped off from about halfway down to their tail. Them fish ain't trying to get them head first. They're taking what they can get. I think those are channel cats, to be honest. I do, too. I definitely think channel cats just kind of grab and run. We talked about how opportunistic they are. They need to do that. Yeah, I, I agree. Justin says, Gabby's dad never goes for brownie points. <laughs> uh, head first, fishing frustration says, I agree. I'll, I've always thought that, and, and that's one of the reasons my good buddy Luke Hinges always talks about the adipose. Adip, uh, I think that's what he calls it. It's the um, the fin in the middle of their back, and he puts the uh, he uses a hook that I use for bumping called a Gamagatsu Big River hook. It's a J-style hook, very, very sharp and very strong. And he puts them at an angle in those bullheads. And he tries to rip their heads off when he gets a bite, uh, which is awesome. That's way too much fun. Uh, that's what I do when, when I'm bumping. A lot of people use circle hooks and let them load up, not me. I want to lay it on them. They're trying to take that rod out of my hand. I'm trying to take their lips off, so it works out. That's always fun when you're setting those hooks like that. It is. Jason, welcome. J-Dog, gone fishing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, that Luke has a, a point about putting those hooks in and at an angle like that. Uh -huh. and it really doesn't matter whether they take them from the back or the front that way. It, it doesn't. If you got baits the right size, and he's only they're only allowed to use one rod, right, where he's at, and they can yeah, Minnesota, you get one rod per person, uh, unless you're on a certain river, and I, I don't remember now. I, I really miss, I gotta tell you, Luke Hinges is not only the first big time live streamer at night fishing live, he's the greatest of all time at doing it. Who else can sit there for four to six hours holding a phone in his hand and talk to people for four or six hours he's and pretty, catch fish too? He's very charismatic. I guess that would be a good word for it, wouldn't you say? Dan, you're going to have to um, you have to tell me. I, I'm, I'm missing what you're talking about. I sh should rephrase. I'm not sure what. I say so much crap. <laughs> I can rephrase about everything. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you take them front or back. Okay, okay, I, I get that. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying now, man. <laughs> but, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're taking them uh, head first or tail first. If you put the hook in like that, I believe I believe that to be true. But I'm not sure that's that important if you're using bluegill or sunfish or something like that, Mark. You know, I... I, I like to call them candy bar baits, like bullheads and chubs and suckers, you know, because just because their shape resembles a candy bar. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of guys who, who insist hooking them in the tail when they're going to, when they're using J hooks. Yeah. Um, I, I have better luck shoot, getting the hooks above the adipose, adipose fin. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I hook them in the shoulders a lot more and I do a lot better, especially in current. For some reason, I get a better hookup ratio. I've missed a lot of fish. Um, hooking them in the tail, especially with, with circle hooks. J hooks, I don't know. Now, are you using circle hooks tonight? I'm using circle hooks on the Carolina rigs. I'm using the J hook, the J hooks on the bobber. I went to go okay. set that. I went to go set that float when that thing went under and, 
and uh, he kind of spit the bait. So either that or he, he wasn't a hook deep in it. So hey, Dan, we want you to be yourself when here. That's what makes it fun. And Justin says he needs to go to his bullhead pond. Better take Gabby if you plan on bringing me home. Exactly. I'm sure Gabby would get on those bullheads. Well, you ever get hit? You ever get bit by a bullhead? It hurts. Yeah, they've got strong jaws. Like I they, said they're... before, if they got to be 30 pounds, I wouldn't get in the water. No. Uh, you know, and I've talked to several fishing biologists and, and, and great people that know a lot of stuff about them. And they tell me that flatheads just kill them fish to be killed. They don't like bullheads at all. And if you notice, you never hear of anybody catching blues or channel cats on bullheads. It's only flatheads. I've never caught any fish with cut bullhead. Never. No, I've never I, used I have bullhead. pulled bullheads out of throats of uh, flatheads when they get them in too deep. They get kind of stuck in there with their, uh, with their spines. I've done that. Yeah. That was J-Dog says J-Hook should be called J-Dog Hooks. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Thank a you, Becca. Thank you so much. Becca said, if I haven't told y'all lately, I love these shows, Fanfish Nation. Thank you so much. Thanks, Becca. Becca. I appreciate it. Yes. You, you, you mean the world to us. You, you're in all the chats and all the shows, and I... I know that everybody's always glad to have you in, and we especially are. You do so much for us, and it's awesome that, that you come around and watch Catfish Weekly and you watch Catfish and Crappie. I know you watch James and them, and you watch nearly every show. You watch Panfish Nation, and we're all thrilled to have you in here. Uh, it means the world to us. You know, Lyle, Sir. I'm, hearing, I'm hearing mosquitoes for the first time. Huh. We've had them going here for a month or longer. First time. I didn't miss them at all, that's for sure. I bet. Ernie says, most guys I know that use bullheads cut the fins off. I have never cut the fins off, but I know a lot of guys that do. And yes, Ed, they do sting. They hurt the bad. I would more near cut them off. I would more near cut the fins off as self-preservation on myself than I would worry about the other fish. Because man, they're just like them little channel cats. If they get in you, it's going to hurt. I, I did that once pretty bad. Like right here on the inside of my hand, I dropped the channel cat and I went to stop it from hitting the deck, you know? Uh, and I caught one of those spines. The thing hurt for a week. My biggest fear is stepping on one of them little beggars. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't be fun. No, I know Dieter had one in his hand. Uh, had to go to the hospital. But, um, yeah, they're they're bad. They'll hurt you. Mark, as long as uh, as long as you're going to sit there, we're going to hang out with you for a little while longer to so see if you can see if you can put one on on live while I, we're in here. I think uh, we'll hang out for a little bit. It could happen. I think I'd have some better chance if I was if I if I moved somewhere. But right. I think they'll come through. Here's here's something that I I do know, uh, at least in my experience here, is when you're in one of these choke spots where where they travel through, they come through like every two hours long. I don't know what it is about that time frame, but it'll be like, let's say you get, like I got my first bite right before 8 o'clock at 7.30-ish, right? Yeah. So you'll, you'll see more at like 9.30 and then again at 11.30 and so on. Yep. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's a distance thing that's worth their traveling from one place to the other. Could be. Could be. 
Here's a really cool comment, Mark. Rebecca says, can't wait to meet as many of you all as I can and fish with as many as I can. Becky, if you ever get up our way, you let me know. We'll make that happen. Absolutely. You know, there's so many people out there in the chat that come in week after week, day after day, night after night, and they're all good people. It's We're all like-minded and stuff, and, and we got a lot of supporters, and, and thank each and every one of them. Definitely. Yeah, that's exactly right. Here's another. Here's something that I had not heard before but makes a world of sense uh brad says bugs on the water are a great sign it's flathead season and there's lots of bugs in the bait fish we're we're eating they're popping on them all over the place behind me did you guys hear that it sounds like a cinder block hitting the water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, philip williams says i only cut the ones that sting me <laughs> the worst in the world and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong because I know you will the worst is throwing a cast net and getting a bunch of them little channel cat about six inches long in there and trying to get them out without getting stabbed it's nearly impossible it, it, yeah it's, it's where a, a, a Leatherman comes in handy with some with some cutters built in Fishing frustrations. I know you've told us. I, I, I think you're in Australia. I can't remember where everybody's from. But if you get to the U.S., you got to come fish with some of us. We'll be happy to take you out. You may have been from, from. Uh, I think he's in the U.K. If I'm U.K. Not yeah. Um, but we would all. There, there's a hundred of us that would love to take you out and take you to catch some blues and channels and flatheads over here. It'd be yeah, U.K. That it would be great to, to have you. If you ever make it over here, man, just let us know. I, I can promise you there's a bunch of us like to take you fishing. I'm going to try moving some baits around live. Okay. Country boy catfishing. We have catching, we have been catching tons of bluegills and sunfish that are huge. Never seen this many big ones before. Man, that's awesome. Country boy, which lake are you fishing down there? That's a cute one. That's a little that's a little guy. That's about the size. I got a couple of really big ones in there, but I'm saving them for cut bait for later. I think I'm gonna make a switch over to cut bait here after 10 o'clock, I'm thinking. See what happens. That's another funny thing I'm learning about this river. It's you know it's separated by dams. Let me get this casted out here. Yeah guys and uh, each section of the dam has different characteristics on how they feed and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, south of this dam, the dam south of me, cut bait doesn't work for anything. Up here, it does. Wow. So now, what um, what kind of dams are they? Low-head dams? Yeah. They're just spillways, little spillways. Okay. They're not like the ones you guys are used to. I mean, this is what we where you, this is what we have, so that's what we they're actually thinking about taking one of the spillways out here in Carpentersville, which will be interesting to see what that does. That'll open it up quite some bit. Yeah. Uh, let's see what this one looks like. Uh, this one's oh, what is this? This one's got some scrapes on it. Now, let's see. now, now it's hard to tell uh, on from the angle of your camera there, but how is them like six, eight inch? No, these are like fives. Fives? Okay. The they're, they're little. It's kind of like what I was saying. I took what I could get. I'm just kind of like to inspect them, see what kind of scrape marks are. Oh, this one's all right. 
Good night, Chris and Telly. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, guys. So we're going to cut this one up while we're going to try some cupcake. So, Lyle, do you keep your boat pretty well organized? I try to. Sometimes it don't work out too well. It was more organized with Dockery in there because he kept putting stuff where he wanted it instead of where I wanted it. <laughs> what do you think, a headpiece or a body piece, Lyle? What do you like? Headpieces head are always a good safe right. bet. We'll try a headpiece on this one. Sometimes they don't take them, but. Uh, it's always a good thing. And, and I think I, the reason I say that, Mark, uh -huh. is because that goes into the backbone system, which is where the majority of the blood in a fish is. Is that what, what I, That's one I've been reading as a way about. And Dieter's, let me get this out of my mouth here. Dieter's <laughs> been talking about, you know, how he, he likes to get that backbone um, exposed and stuff. So I guess that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, right? I agree. Freddie says ahead too. Uh, Country Boy says, even the ponds we've been fishing are loaded with monsters. That's awesome. Good night, Ernie. Thank you so much for joining us, Panfish Nation, tonight. You and Chrissy have a great evening. Well, some good folks right there. Absolutely. Also, Chrissy and Ernie Brown, they're awesome folks. All right. And we wait. And the wait is on. Yes, sir. Mark? Yes, sir. I have an older lady that lives to the east of me right next door. I've been mowing her yard. We have been, uh, oh, I don't know. It's way over my ankles. Um, today I mowed her yard, her lot beside her yard, and my yard uh, in between the rains because if you didn't mow it, she's going to have to get a baler in here. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> This lady is 85 years old, God lives, bless by her. Her, lives by herself, and she has throat cancer. So I'm trying to, because she, if somebody doesn't help her a little bit, she'll be out there doing it, and she's not supposed to be, but kind of worried about her, but she's a real sweet woman, and uh, just goes, uh, the point is, if you have a neighbor like that, try to extend some help out to them, because you're going to be at that age, me sooner than most of the rest of you. But we're all going to get there at some point, so you need to help them out. Maybe somebody down the street will return the favor when you get there. Yeah, the only thing I have to say to that is don't blink, everybody, because you're going to blink one day, you're going to wake up, you're going to have a nice white old gold tea on you. And <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Aches and pains in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I got that too. Uh, uh, Country Boy says we've been trying to catch some for a but they're just too big. Man. I've used cut bluegill and, and sunfish for bait before on the lakes at work. If it's if bait's hard to get, I actually have had fairly good success with it. But my son, it doesn't matter if you're using shad or bluegill or green sunfish. He's going to take the head off that, and that's what he's putting on every time because he had good success with it. You know, I had better success in Mendota with body pieces, to be honest. I don't know what it is, but I tried both and all my hits except for one, and that was on a sucker head. Came on body chunks. Yep, you're right, Freddie. James was testing out a new bobber, and it is amazing. I believe that is the bobber that Mark is using tonight, isn't it, Mark? I believe so. Yep. Let's see. Let's see if we can get a, a, a even a better picture here. Let me put on my 
Okay. Nice here because it's really kind of standing out. If I got to turn this red light off, I will. Kind of have this on a. Good for you, Dan. You got to help them out. You'll be there someday. Man, that thing shows up good. Yeah, it shows up pretty good. It lights like throughout the whole bobber. So that's how I knew when I got that hit. It's kind of hard to see because it's, you know, it's just a cell phone camera. I can't I, well, I'll tell you what, it shows up really good between them two rods. It really does. Yeah, of course, on, on a cell phone camera, it looks small, but uh -huh. it's still very bright. Look at there, 50 pound club. Yeah, that's my 50 pound. I got 50 pound and, and 30 pound. Right there, I need to get my 40-pound. That's what we're trying for tonight. That's what we're trying for every night. That'd be great. Let's see. Okay. I'm, I'm back. All right. Yeah, you're right, Freddie. Those things look good. They work really well. They work just as good in the daytime, but they look really cool at night. They do. <laughs> and when that sucker went under, I, there it is. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to lie. I, I, my heart skipped a little beat. I bet so. Papa Ed says, looks like a street light from here. <laughs> and he's got different colors with him, too, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, different colors, orange and green, and I don't remember what all colors, red. I think he's got Dan pink says, ones, he too. He needs a 10-pound one. I do. Well, I think I got a 10-pounder from Mendota. I think I got one coming from you, Lyle. Hey, just uh, let me know. And uh, uh, that 17 I cut, I guess that's still a 10-pounder, right? I got yep, 10-pound range, 10 to 20. We'll get over at 20. We'll get in there. Absolutely. Because I'm going back. <laughs> yeah, if I live this close to Mendota and Cherokee as you do, I'd have to make at least one trip a month there, I think. I'm going to try. I'm going to wait till spawn happens. When spawn happens on the flatheads, the channels will be done. They'll be out in the main lake. And... Fishing Frustration says red light central. Yeah, kind of looks like a... Freddie said he made some pink ones and they are super bright. That's what I heard. Betty was talking about that. I think she got some of the first ones, uh, the pink ones, and she says they just really shine out. Dan, don't worry, you'll catch one. It, it's 10 pounds, you'll catch one. It's just a matter of time. When your number comes around, you'll get one. Yep. Good night, Chrissy. Thanks for joining us. Good night, Chrissy. Have a great evening. We'll give this spot another fifteen or so minutes, Lyle. I think, and then I think it'll be time to move. Okay, when you when you get ready to move, then we'll close the show. We'll stay live till you move. Perfect, sounds good, man. If you guys don't mind hanging out, I always love the company when I'm fishing. That's well, one of the things. I guess live stream fishing I've been using as for self serving purposes. It's nice to have somebody to keep you company when you're alone. Well, this works out good good for us. I, I don't do much night fishing anymore, but we had some bad experiences doing it. Uh, but I might try to do it a little bit uh, at some point. But it's just um, once you had uh, as much trouble as Cindy and I did on the Missouri River and some pretty hot flooded current got shoved up next to a dike. It was just, um, and it was pitch dark. Lost all of our electronics, all the transducers. Got a log back there, turned them all upside straight up in the air, so we had nothing. Oh man! But, yeah, it was a it was a crappy night, and uh, I don't think we've been back out night fishing. Now, if it was on if it was on water that I was really familiar with, would be one thing. 
But we was on strange water that night, didn't know anything about that place. We'd been out pre-fishing and looked around and found spots we wanted to fish. And that was the only thing that worked was the uh, was the uh, uh, travel to corridor stuff. It, uh, uh, the depth finders, nothing, none of no part of that worked at all. That's it kind of spooky. Man. Well, you know, that's that, uh, what was that? Something just jumped over here. Uh, back in the day, they didn't have all of that stuff. I uh, remember those days. Yeah, yeah, I do. But we, I were, we were a little younger and a little more bold, I guess. That, that's exactly right. Word to say it. So. Yeah, you know what I like to use, especially here when I'm on the river. Like right now, this is what my second time out here for the year. They yep. move the buoys, the mark, the channel marker buoys every year. <laughs> they do. I mean, they're they're marking the channel, but you know they're a hundred yards closer or further. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's kind of hard to know where they're at. So I pretty much follow my tracks. Back I know that you can't the see channel. the chat, so I'm trying to read as much of this to you. Oh, as that's I can. fine. Fishing frustration says I still got two beers left, so I'm good. That a boy. <laughs> uh, Dan's creation says Mark is streaming real live nightmare on Elm Street. Pretty much. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Country Boy Catfishing says we love watching Mark. Well, thank you. Papa Ed says I need to go catfishing. My partner quit me. She went uh -oh. and got a job. Oh man! When that happens, Brad says I love night fishing, but it is like driving a motorcycle. Sometimes others are more the issue. I agree with that. 100%. I agree hundred percent. And to be honest with you, the older I get, the less I like being out here. You know. Oh wow! It's night. three. It's three thirty in 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 uh, Great Britain. Three thirty a.m. or p.m. A.m. A.m. Yeah. Not. I'm I'm guessing fishing frustrations is a nighttime guy. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that, Lyle. Yeah, right. Uh -huh. This says the guy is going to be out here till two in the morning. Yeah, and then you'll be wide awake when you get home, probably. No, I won't be wide awake. I'll be tired. Will you? Yeah, I'll be too tired to put the boat away. If there's no rain, I'll probably just leave it in the driveway. Ex biker. Yep, that'll do it. I used to not. I used to live on two or three hours sleep a day for years and years. I'll catch up to you. Well, the older you get, the less, the more sleep you require. I think. And it's funny because it's harder to to sleep the older you get. Tonight I'm a nighter. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, man. So, Lyle, didn't you get a new fly tying vice? Yes. What did you end up buying? Do you remember the name of that? Um, it's a, um, nope. Nope. Well, okay. It is an Odyssey Spider. Nice. And you got that off of Amazon, right? Yes. I'll consider picking one of them up pretty soon. We'll see. I how really like it. it. Um, works out really good. The other one I had, I've had forever, but, uh, yeah, it, it works really good. Um, it is a hundred percent rotate rotary vice, and uh, that makes all the difference. I knew that it would. I just was too cheap, didn't want to buy one, and finally decided it was time and went ahead. And um, I probably need to make a review on it because I'm pretty happy with it. There you go. That'd be a good idea. I hear uh, Rob over at Mo Creek Fishing's making some modifications. He might send you too, right? 
Yeah, he was talking about that uh, thumb screw differences and different things. And I think he got one just like it. But uh, uh, yeah, he's real. Thanks happy for joining us tonight, Philip. We appreciate it. Have a good Thanks, evening. Philip. I wish I could see the chat. I just can't. People else I'd be answering all the questions out there for me. Yep. Justin says, I love night fishing, but my first shift body don't like it anymore. I understand that. Yeah, the next day is usually rough, too. Yeah. Yeah, usually so. All right, Lyle, I think I need to move. All right, buddy. So why don't we say goodnight to everybody? I think that's a great idea. We really appreciate everybody coming in and joining us. We're running on just over an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, Mark's been gracious enough to, to include us with his fishing adventure. He had a good takedown. Thought we had it, but, um, you know, that's, that's one of the things. That's why they call fishing, not catching. Uh -huh. uh, as soon as we go off, you know you'll probably hit one. I don't know. I think next spot would probably be good. I got a spot in mind, so uh, we'll talk about it after the show. I'll let you know what my thoughts are. Yeah, that would be great. I want to thank everybody for watching us tonight. Be sure to tune in. Uh, let's see. Who's live, Who's next? I can't remember them all anymore. We got we got Stan tomorrow night, too. Stan tomorrow. And Creole on, uh, uh, from Bank to Boat. Yep. Saturday night, we got uh, Mike Greenwell, I believe. Sunday, yep. of course, you got Palmetto and Avid. Yep. I think Avid's going to be streaming from uh, Run Lake over the next few days. That'd be so, cool. Uh, yeah, so yeah. keep an eye out on his channel. Monday, of course, the great Catfish Weekly. And, and Catfish followed and by Crappie. him by yeah, some guy named Catfish and Crappie <laughs> after them. Got the cool hats. Yeah, Look got some here. cool hats. Like, likes, to talk to, likes to talk to people. About fishing. Uh, Tuesday, we got Muskrat. Wednesday, uh, we got Patriot James, uh, of course. Thursday again, the bait shop. And back we are here. We'll be talking to Bob next Thursday, I believe. Yeah, I think so. I want to thank everybody for watching again. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye bye.